What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you. It's Crossover Wednesday here in the Locked On Podcast Network, and in just a few minutes, I'll be joined by Mike DeBate, who is the host of the Locked On Patriots, to have a conversation about this football game on Sunday and start our preview of the Bills' Week 4 matchup against the New England Patriots at home, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Big one, folks, this week. Big one indeed. Before we get into that, we got to talk about some disappointing news. Obviously, you know it by now. Defensive tackle Harrison Phillips has torn his ACL, and he'll be out for the entire season. Um, disappointing. This is the same knee that he tore back in 2015 at Stanford. And let's face it, Phillips was playing good this year. I didn't have super high expectations for him. You can probably gather that from some of our preseason discussion and offseason discussion that I thought he was more of a rotational player. But he was playing well this year as both a run defender and a pass rusher, really eating into Star Latoulay's playing time. If you look over the course of the season, the Bills have played 199 snaps of defense so far this year. Harrison Phillips has played 77 of those. Star Latoulay's played 79. I mean, a two-snap difference. And Star Latoulay's a $10 million a year player. Just to give you the rest of the numbers here so you can have some context, uh, Ed Oliver's played 122 snaps. And Jordan Phillips has played 69 snaps. So this is a big loss. I mean, the Bills dress four defensive tackles. You're even if you know Harrison Phillips is the fourth, he's still a guy that plays a lot for this defense. And anytime you dress four defensive tackles, the fourth guy is gonna play. If it's a four-three defense, they rotate. So Kyle Pecco gets the call up from the practice squad, who had a good preseason. If this was this is probably the position that the Bills could most afford to you know, lose a depth player and because they have, you know, not only Kyle Pecco, but Vincent Taylor on the practice squad, a really strong pair of defensive tackles on the practice squad. So, you know, look, it's it's not silver lining or anything because you hate for Harrison Phillips, a young player, a third-round pick from 2018, to not be around, especially with the way he was playing early this season. And obviously the hopes that he can continue to develop and, you know, give you, give you a solid rotational player for a long time. And his development's going to be put on hold. But you feel good about Kyle Pecco just based on the way he played this preseason if he was asked to step in and, and contribute, and that's going to be the case here. So next man up, and at least you know the player. It's not like the Bills had to go outside the facility to get their replacement. So it's going to be the Kyle Pecco show as the fourth defensive tackle. But I think this also means you'll see more Shaq Lawson playing inside. I think you'll see more Lorenzo Alexander rushing from the interior. So you know, there's going to be a group effort here to replace uh, what what was there with with Harrison Phillips. Before we get to my conversation with Mike, I want to tell you about our sponsor today, which is Blinklist. Let me tell you about the most useful app on my phone. Blinklist is really unique, and it works in your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinklist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I like Blinklist because it helps me get the key takeaways of a book in only 15 minutes so I can incorporate those things into my life immediately. With Blinklist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want at one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinklist has a special offer just for our listeners. Go to Blinklist.com slash locked on to try it free for seven days 
and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinklist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash locked on to start your free trial. And you'll save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash locked on. Joe Marino, the host of Locked On Bills, joined now by Michael DeBate, host of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Pleased to be on here with you, Michael. I'm anxious to get your take on this football game, a couple of 3-0 and teams uh, with first place in the AFC East on the line. I know it's early in the year, but uh, this Patriots team, it's, it's always an elite football team. That's what we know about the Patriots. But is there anything different this year? Have, have we ever seen this team peak this early in the season, or do you think it's more about who they played? Well, you know, Joe, it's uh, it's also it's great to be here with you as well. And uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both, to be honest. Uh, the Pats on the latter half of the Brady Belichick era typically have been slow starters. In fact, a lot of the media tends to call it a September swoon up here as they've really they've struggled and sometimes against lesser opponents. Uh In terms of what they've done this year, the Steelers were not considered a slam dunk in the opener by any chance. Uh, They were, however, very disorganized when they came in here on offense and on defense up to Foxborough. The Patriots definitely took advantage of that on offense. Tom Brady picked apart the Steelers' coverage. Uh, They really employed, I think, a little more zone than I thought they would have, but uh, the defense really uh, contained James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, and by doing that, Ben Roethlisberger simply had nowhere to go. As for Miami, Miami's in shambles right now. I mean, it's just it's obvious and you can't really sugarcoat it any more than that. The Patriots ran rough shot over them and New York has really just been decimated by injury. But you can only play who's on your schedule and the Patriots really shouldn't be penalized for that. In my opinion, they do look impressive defensively. They've held their opponents to zero offensive touchdowns, and that's something to be proud of. Don't forget, these are NFL teams they're shutting out. So a great showing so far for the defense, no question about it. On offense, Tom Brady's looks solid. They've got great production out of Philip Dorsett and Julian Edelman at receiver. But I don't believe the Pats are really close to peaking yet. I think there's still some questions on the running game, especially some questions on the offensive line. So in my opinion, Sunday in Buffalo is going to be their biggest test, and that's going to tell us a lot about the team that the Patriots will employ in 2019. Yeah, similar feeling in Buffalo in terms of this being their biggest test. And at least they played the Jets with Sam Darnold. But uh, obviously the Giants, two-touchdown win there. And then the, the game against the Bengals. The difference between the Patriots and Bills is the Patriots are blowing out the teams they're playing. And the Bills are finding ways to win, uh, but uh, still winning. So it's going to be a good test for both teams. When you look specifically at this matchup, you're looking at the Bills What advantages or opportunities do you think maybe Buffalo has to create some problems for the Patriots? Well, and and in a way, I kind of alluded to this moments ago, and I'm glad that you asked the question. It's a good question. And I think the Bills have a chance to keep New England off balance by stacking the defensive front to stuff the run. The Patriots running game right now is not exactly lighting the world up. The Patriots have struggled to run the ball despite a 3-0 and start. They rank 21st in the NFL with 91 rushing yards per game and 28th in the NFL with a 3.2 yard average per rush. If you take away the rush as an option, that may free up the edge rushers like Trent Murphy and Jerry Davis to challenge the Patriots' offensive line. And there's a ton of new parts on that offensive line for the Patriots. That's an area where the Pats might struggle this Sunday. So Buffalo could exploit that. They do have the de- best defensive line by far that the Patriots have faced this year by a long margin. The key for Buffalo is to keep the Patriots' offense off the field, keep the score low. If they can do that, 
they have a decent chance in this game, probably a little bit more than the uh, national uh, pundits might tell you uh, that I, this could be an area where the Patriots might have some struggles. So if I'm Buffalo, that's what I'm looking at this week. Definitely contain the run, even though the Patriots have had problems with it. You want to shut that off and then match up with the Patriots passing game. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by the lack of run game production. I thought watching this team in preseason, it was going to be a dynamic rush offense. Obviously, the left tackle and center not being available certainly plays into that, uh, but uh, certainly hasn't been productive, as you said there. This next question I have for you, Mike, I don't know if you if you had the real answer to this, you'd be an NFL defensive coordinator, probably head coach in the AFC East. But uh, I would like to know, what, what are the keys to shutting down Tom Brady? When you see him struggle, which I'm sure you know, you've watched as much of Tom Brady as anybody, when you've seen him not play up to Tom Brady standards, what, what's usually the formula? <laughs> well, that is the question, right? <laughs> uh, no question about it. Look, they uh, it sounds simplistic, but they have to get to him or Tom's going to do what he's been doing for 18 years and he's going to pick his opponents apart, whether that be the Bills or any other team. It's simply what Tom Brady does. And theoretically, on Sunday, that should happen. Uh, you know, even though Buffalo's got an outstanding secondary, New England does such a great job with its route concepts that someone always seems to get open. And usually it's because Brady gets the time he needs to let things develop. Develop. But that may be a little bit of a challenge on Sunday because of the Patriots' makeshift offensive line. I think a key for the Bills here is that the Patriots won't do a lot of max protecting the way the Bengals did last week because, like having their skill guys out in pattern, the Patriots like to do that. So, again, the edge rushers have to win the battles, I think, against the offensive line and keep Tom uncomfortable in the pocket. If they do that, the Bills, I think, have the defensive talent in the secondary to keep the matchups with the Patriots' skill players pretty close so basically you have to throw Brady off his time and you have to get your hand in his face and you have to knock him off his game I want to ask you a question about the defense here in a minute but I want to stick offensively you mentioned the makeshift offensive line I've alluded to it as well just not necessarily the preferred five guys the David Andrews injury was a significant one just before the season you saw them even make a trade for uh, for Russell Bodine who's been since been cut uh, what do you make of this offensive line here? What do you expect this unit to look like on Sunday? Well, to me, the offensive line is really the only thing that could hold the Patriots back in this game and really going forward. Left tackle Isaiah Wynn was placed on IR with turf toe. Uh, right tackle Marcus Cannon is still working through a shoulder injury. He was active on Sunday against the Jets, but he looks like he's still a little bit hampered by that. So it's going to be Marshall Newhouse, who the Bills fans know, <laughs> and also Corey Cunningham at tackle. So it's going to be a little bit of a different look than what was projected when the Patriots set their 53-man roster. There's a possibility they could move Joe Tooney to tackle and then fill in another new body at the guard position. Jermaine Illuminor is someone that could come in and be a transition guard. Uh, he's yet to play on this offensive line yet, but perhaps we see him on Sunday. You mentioned David Andrews, definitely a big loss, but I do want to give some props to Ted Karras, who has really come in, played well in the absence of Andrews. Andrews is a team captain on this team, very well respected, uh, very dialed into what this team does on the offensive line so I really think that Karras has done an admirable job of trying to fill those shoes but there is no question that Dante Scarnecchia who was the Pats offensive line coach he's going to have these boys working overtime this week this is something that they definitely have to get right in order to beat the Bills on Sunday looking uh looking over to the defensive side of the ball here it, you know it looks like Jamie Collins is having a great year Kyle Van Oy, those guys are both playing lights out how is this defense evolving, and uh, what type of plan do you think they'll deploy against 
Buffalo, who, you know, has a dual threat quarterback and Josh Allen, some speed at receiver and, and an offensive line that is run blocking pretty well right now. Yeah, they definitely are. Buffalo is coming in, clicking on all cylinders and playing very well. And uh, the Patriots defense is definitely shaping up as one of the best in the league. You mentioned Collins and Van Noy. That's a big reason why. The Patriots have shut out their opponents in the first half in five straight games, counting the 2018 playoffs. And they haven't allowed a touchdown this season. They've only given up three points. They're number one in the NFL in fewest rushing yards, passing yards, and total yards allowed. They lead the league with a 52.8 completion percentage against, uh, and they're tied for the league league with 13 sacks. So I know that sounds like a rundown of a lot of statistics, but just to put things in perspective of how good this defense has been, uh, they really, really have been. And that is where guys like Collins and Van Noy have been invaluable with the combination of the completion percentage and the sacks. Because the front line and the secondary have been so effective, that's really freed up the linebacking core to rope to both rush the passer and drop back into coverage. And I think you're going to see them try to do that a lot on Sunday, especially with a mobile quarterback like Josh Allen. Collins has been having a monster year. Van Noy has really emerged as a true force in that linebacking unit. That also includes Juwan Bentley, Dante Hightower. Uh, these guys have all played well. And Alandon Roberts is someone that I also want to give a little bit of credit to as well. He had a really impressive year so far in coverage. He was considered a roster bubble candidate, and now he's been one of their most consistent defenders. So, you know, the secondary is going to show up to play. Stephon Gilmore is someone Bills fans know very well. He's been playing lockdown. Uh, you might see the uh, the safeties get challenged a little bit, uh, but I look for the linebackers to really be the force in this game because I think they're going to be able to dictate exactly what type of game Josh Allen's going to be able to play, whether it's going to be more of a passing game or whether he's going to have to extend drives with his legs. Uh, deep, talented, and well-coached is the is the theme there with the Patriots defense. Uh, it'll be a big test for the Bills offense and Josh Allen. Last one I have for you here is obviously this is a Gronkless football team. And um, uh, what does it look like? What is What have you noticed about how the offense has evolved uh, without him being in the mix? Well, first they've moved away from the trademark tight end sets with Gronkowski gone. Uh, Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo are the tight ends on the roster right now. Benjamin Watson is scheduled to come back in week five. Uh, but right now it's Lacoste and it's Izzo. And they can catch passes, but they're not going to be a focal point of the offense. So the Patriots have gotten away from that and focused more on the receiver position. Uh, they've gotten bigger at receiver with Josh Gordon coming back into the fold. And they've gotten a little bit faster with Philip Dorsett emerging as really a true threat in this offense. He's been probably their most consistent receiver uh, through the first three games. So the Pats running game really, I don't think, has truly emerged yet. I think they're looking for that to be what the tight end uh, position gave you in terms of productivity, not necessarily the same game plan, but in terms of the yards and the points that they're able to put up. I think they're looking for more out of that. Um, they do have three backs uh Rex Burkhead and James White are well known to be pass catchers out of the backfield, but Sony Michelle worked a lot with the Patriots offensive coaching staff this summer to try to get used to catching the ball out of the backfield. So that way, if he lines up with uh, Rex Burkhead or with James White, for example, usually people would know, well, then White or Burkhead are going to be a receiving option and Michelle is more of a decoy. With him getting the opportunity to catch more passes out of the backfield, it makes the defensive strategy kind of be second-guessed at that point. You know, when all is said and done, Julian Edelman is always Tom's most reliable target. So when in doubt, when he gets in trouble, he will look for Julian. But there's some questions to whether or not he will play with a chest injury. So definitely that's something that the Patriots might need to use that next man up mentality. But 
again, Tom Brady just adapts to what he's given, and he seems to get production from all of the players on his roster, no matter the personnel. But it's really been a transition away from the tight end sets with Gronkowski, and even with Benjamin Watson coming back into the fold, I don't see that coming. I think the Patriots are relying more, much more on wide receiver and running back uh, play now, and the tight end position has gone back to being an occasional pass threat, but mostly a blocking position. It's been the thing with Brady. He always adapts. The pieces around him have always been different for 20 years now, and Brady overcomes it, and this is just the next example of that. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns, two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines. There's nothing like the NFL, and there's no better way to make games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, and it's where you should too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bid up, bet a little and, and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. So no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. We're talking about this game from the Bills side of things right after this. Once again, it's NFL Crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And again, I'm Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots, and I am here with Joe Marino of Locked On Bills. And we've been chatting about the brewing of the battle of the unbeaten in Buffalo this Sunday. Uh, and we've been talking about this from the Patriots' perspective a little bit. But now let's take a look at things from the Bills' perspective. And Joe... The Bills might be a surprise 3-0 team to a lot of national uh, analysts and uh, maybe even some local people here in New England, maybe even some people in Buffalo. But this is a team that I thought had the potential of being a factor in the AFC even before the season began. I like the way this roster is put together, both on the offensive side and the defensive side. In your opinion, what has been really the keys to Buffalo's emergence after what was really considered a disappointing 2018? Yeah, Bills are six and ten last year, and it was it was a calculated six and ten because it, it was all about getting the team through some really bad roster management and some bad salaries, and they had over fifty million dollars in dead cap space, so they were significantly undermanned last year. And then obviously, you know, working in Josh Allen into the lineup, the Bills played four different quarterbacks, four different starting quarterbacks last year, so it was a a rebuilding year for sure, and. Uh, they did that. They spent this offseason really investing in this roster, were very aggressive in free agency, had a very productive draft. And obviously the big thing is Josh Allen's evolution as a football player. You know, last year it was all about chucking the ball deep, and if it wasn't there, he would take off with his legs. Now he's a really different player this year. He's really doing a good job of challenging the short to intermediate areas of the field. They brought in Cole Beasley. They brought in John Brown. They revamped the offensive line. They have a new backfield. And all of that has improved the spacing for Josh Allen. He's become a more complete quarterback in terms of the areas of the field he will test. Now, the, the challenging thing is that, that the more timing, the more consistency has led to some uh, decrease in production down the field. Josh Allen hasn't really gotten the deep passing game going so far. So 
there's been some trade-off there, but this team has really put together a lot of very significant drives. I think they have uh, seven touchdown drives of over 70 yards so far in three games. I mean, they are they are finding ways to keep the offense on schedule. Now, they have some low lights usually in the third quarter that's made some of these games a little closer than they should be, games the Bills were in control of that, and some lapses coming out of the half have been a problem. So the Bills will be looking to play a complete game for the first time on Sunday against uh, against the Patriots. But then you think defensively, this this team's identity has been its defense, right? Last year was one of the best in the league, and it's trending to be another top unit again this year, led by some really talented players that have been in the system now for three years. You know, Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, have had the nucleus of players around long enough, and there's been some young talent added to that in Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano and Matt Oliver to really take this thing to the next level. And and you're seeing you're seeing the the benefits of having talent within a scheme over a period of time, and it's evolving and and, and playing playing really well. So things are coming together in Buffalo, and and everyone's excited about the three and zero start. Uh, they're also concerned that they haven't yet played a complete game. That's that's definitely a factor. But the optimism is that maybe that complete game happens on Sunday at home in what's going to be the biggest game of the year. Yeah, without question. And it actually is going to be probably the biggest challenge that the Patriots have had to date uh, so far. This is a Bills team that is really clicking on all cylinders. And uh, I'm looking forward to the game uh, without question. And I know Bills and Patriots fans both are. You did mention Josh Allen, and I want to keep it on that for just one second. Uh, Josh has continued to be up and down, completing 66 of 103 passes for 550 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. So he's played pretty well, but there are, you know, some inconsistencies in the numbers. The Patriots secondary is led by someone Bills fans know very well in Stephon Gilmore. He's been locked down through three games so far. How do you see the Bills pass catchers being able to attack the Pats defensive backfield? And is that more dependent on how Allen plays or is that going to be dependent on his weapons around him being able to get open and create plays after the catch? Yeah, it's it's going to be an all of the above thing, Mike. I really think so. I mean, I think the Bills for this game are really going to have to find their vertical passing game and hit some stuff down the field to potentially loosen up this secondary, which we know that it's pretty multiple. But, you know, Stephon Gilmore is a really good press cornerback. And if if he's going to be all up in the face of the receivers and really jamming things at the line of scrimmage and throwing off route timing, it's going to be really difficult for Josh Allen. And how do you get him out of that? Well, you get a guy like John Brown who has 4-3 speed to get behind Stephon Gilmore or you know guys like Robert Foster who was a successful deep threat for the team last year. Dawson Knox, an athletic tight end. I think the Bills are going to have to hit some stuff down the field. And when it's not available, Josh Allen's going to have to be smart when he extends plays. You know, that's going to be kind of the X factor is if Josh Allen can get outside of structure and and potentially get some breakdowns in the Patriots coverage and just kind of get that scramble drill going. And you have guys working between zones and him making smart decisions and throwing the ball accurately. So, you know, I don't think that they're going to be able to just uh, play, you know, their base sets and and uh, run the offense because the Patriots defense is going to be a real challenge for that. It's going to be about what they can do to make dynamic things happen. I think you have to take advantage of Josh Allen's arm strength. And I think you have to get outside of structure and hope that he, he can make some plays outside the pocket. 
Yeah, I think the, uh, the dynamic ability that Josh Allen brings to the table in terms of being able to be versatile, both uh, extending plays with his legs and also with his arm, is something that the New England Patriots defense hasn't really had a whole lot of this year. Fitzpatrick's game is pretty much pocket-based. Roethlisberger's game is pretty much pocket-based. Luke Falk last week was a <laughs> rookie, basically. I mean, for all intents and purposes, yeah. I know it's not officially his rookie season, but he's getting his first start. He's coming into the game. Uh, you know, thrust into action in Foxborough against the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick, who eats rookie quarterbacks alive. So it's definitely a difficult situation. Josh Allen comes in being the toughest test, and I think it's going to be a good one uh, for the Patriots secondary and their skill positions as well. Um, just staying on the offensive side of the ball for another moment, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Frank Gore, who really, I think, has been great to open the season. He's really given a boost to that Bills rushing attack. What can he bring to the table against the Pats defensive line particularly the front seven because the Patriots have been pretty good at stuffing the run especially Danny Shelton Lawrence Guy has been really good up front with that defensive line so how can you see Gore and the the Bills running backs being able to attack that Patriots front seven yeah it's going to be big boy football right Frank Frank Gore at this point in his career he's a downhill guy between the tackles he's going to challenge you with pad level and physicality and you know, the Bills have some good size up front. They have some powerful dudes up front. But I know the Patriots front seven is pretty stacked with powerful physical dudes as well. And so it's going to be about, you know, guys that are willing to get low and, and, and make things happen. And so uh, I think you'll see some throwback moments there in terms of how this Bills rushing offense gets downhill and attacks the Patriots, you know, really physical stout front seven. Now, the, the, the interesting piece of this is if Devin Singletary can play. He's the, the rookie third-round pick out of Florida Atlantic, and he's the more elusive, shifty guy. And if he's available, then the Bills have had a lot of success pulling offensive linemen and getting off tackle and allowing Devin Singletary to use his vision. And you know the Bills have had players like Dawson Knox and Lee Smith really block well on the perimeter and bring in around guys like Mitch Morse to center on longer poles, and it's been successful for them. So if you can get some of those physical guys and challenge them to work laterally, and you combine that with a really elusive runner in Devin Singletary, that's kind of an X factor as well. So I think if Singletary can go, you're going to see some of that. But if it's the Frank Gore show, which it's kind of been this year, it's going to be downhill uh, smash mouth football. And it's going to be mano y mano. And whichever team wants it more is going to, going to find the success. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a definitely a good uh, um uh, a good balance that we're in store for on Sunday when it comes to uh, uh, to the running game of the Buffalo Bills and the uh, the, uh, the prolificness of what uh, the Patriots are going to be able to bring to the table defensively. Um, we've spent a little bit of time now on the offense, and I do want to switch gears and go with a little bit uh, uh, toward the, uh, uh, the defensive side of the ball. And the Bills come in boasting a very, very formidable defense. Uh, in my opinion, one of the most talented secondaries in the league, Trey Davius-White, Levi Wallace, guys that can definitely play Play this game without question uh, but every year is different uh, and Tom Brady has had success against the Bills throughout his career there's no question about that this is 2019 and the Bills have the defensive stars I think to get pressure on Brady especially the edge rushers are you optimistic that the Bills can do that especially with the makeshift offensive line that the Patriots are going to be employing and if so is that going to uh, to give the Bill's secondary an opportunity to maybe get a couple of turnovers or maybe make things very difficult on Brady's pass catchers. Well, I, I mean, if you look at uh, the last time the Bills and Patriots played in Foxborough towards the end of the year, I, I thought the Bills did a pretty good job against Brady. I think he only passed for about, what, 117 yards. The Patriots turned the ball over three times. 
and and they seem to have something working there with how effective they are at really masking coverage and disguising things pre-snap and it, it looks differently post-snap and even Tom Brady's commented on that and so I think the Bills have to continue to do that at a high level and and just not give Tom Brady those opportunities to really understand where the leverage is going to be and get those timing routes down with Julian Edelman and all his receivers that he tends to always have. If you can make him think a little bit post-snap and potentially take advantage of, of a makeshift offensive line and get some pressure, you know, that's really where it's going to matter. So as much as the pass rush is going to matter, it could be about that secondary, giving that pass rush just a little bit more time to get home to Brady and, and really build on some of the success Buffalo had in week 16 of the 2018 season. And, uh, you know, those safeties, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, they're so versatile and they do such a good job of, of really rotating and getting to spots on the field that that the quarterback didn't think they were going to be at uh, when they initially read the defense. So it's a big test and, and shutting down Brady, something no one's been able to do consistently for 20 years, it feels like. And if the Bills can kind of go back to that tape and build off of some of that stuff with potentially a, a you know, more cohesive unit overall, you know, that's kind of the optimism in my mind when I think about the Bills defense going up against Brady. Yeah, and I'm glad that you mentioned Poyer and Hyde. Uh, I think really one of the great secondaries, uh, one of the great safety tandems in the uh, in the NFL, and they have typically been able to play Brady well. You did give a uh, a good uh, indication, especially last year's game. I think they uh, they really have figured this out. And don't forget, these guys have played Tom Brady uh, multiple times. You do pick up on things when you're an interdivisional rival. All of a sudden, these games take on a whole new meaning, and there's a great deal of familiarity there. So. I, for one, I'm looking forward to this. It sounds like you are as well. Uh, this is going to be a great game up in Orchard Park. Uh, it always seems like early fall football up in Buffalo is something that uh, th- these two teams have had a great tradition on. Uh, there have been some blowouts here and there. There have been some really, really close games. Uh, I know when Rob Gronkowski was employed by the Patriots, this was always a big game for him coming from the Buffalo area. So I'm looking forward to it. Pats fans, Bills fans, definitely looking forward to it. Patriots Nation, Bills Mom. Mafia. Both are going to be out in full force. Patriots travel well, so there will be uh, Pats fans up in Buffalo. But the Buffalo, the Bills Mafia is, to me, one of the most stark raving fan bases in all of football. Definitely dedicated, and they're a lot of fun. And uh, one thing I did uh, want to mention was, uh, uh, obviously, the passing of, uh, of Pancho Villa, somebody that... Everybody, I think, in Patriots Nation really warmed to and was very endeared to. You always looked at his fandom uh, as someone that always kept it positive. He always was so passionate about his his team and his franchise. And I know he's going to be definitely missed this weekend by Patriots fans. We always look forward to uh, the battles that uh, that we uh, we had respectively. So on behalf of Patriots Nation, I know there's a lot of condolences still to be extended there. And uh, it's uh, it's going to be a happening in Buffalo, no question about it. Looking forward to it, Michael, and uh, this was a good conversation, and uh, someone's not going to be 3-0 and on Sunday. We'll, we'll, we'll find out, and I certainly enjoyed this conversation, and uh, we get to do this twice a year, so we'll talk again in a few weeks. Oh, we definitely will. We're looking forward to it, and the next time you guys come down here to Foxborough, we'll definitely host you. You guys have the wings ready, we'll have the clam chowder ready, and uh, <laughs> we'll be eating well and tailgating, my friend, I assure you. <laughs> uh, but we do hope that you have enjoyed this crossover Wednesday here with Locked On Patriots and Locked On Bills. As always, please join us each and every day on the Locked On Podcast Network via your preferred podcast provider. For Joe Marino of Locked On Bills, I am Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. Thank you for listening and have a great day, everybody.